Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs from across the globe to learn why they started their company, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from those mistakes, and they all share an incredible success story. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you, Emily Berliner. And she's the founder and COO of Ebo Consulting. Good afternoon, Emily. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, ma'am. Well, kick us off with the why. Why did you start Ebo Consulting? And then also tell us what it stands for. Yeah. So um, EBO Consulting stands for Efficient, Balanced, and Organized. Um, just a little something my, uh, my partner and I actually came up with on a trail run one day thinking about how to incorporate my strengths into a consulting business. So that was the EBO um, evolution for the name. Um, as far as the why, um, you know, I was really motivated because I saw a huge gap in the small business ecosystem, um, particularly in Alaska. Um, there were, there was a, um, particularly like a lacking of administrative and operational supports. Um, so most like large corporations enjoy access to, you know, all these different resources and incentives, whereas smaller businesses are kind of left on their own. Um, so this gap in the market, I was noticing when I was working in the corporate realm and I decided to leave that realm and get into uh, opening my own my own shop and address this need and try to um, dedicate my services to these organizations and small businesses that don't have other options, you know, because really ultimately things become too expensive and too out of reach. Um, so we really wanted to target that market. And that was my my why initially and, and seeing where that could take us. Um, as far as uh, building a stronger ecosystem for small business and um, the nonprofit world up here in Alaska. Very good. So I'm going to have you walk through each letter and help me understand what people do wrong. So you said efficient. Tell me some things that people are inefficient in doing as a business owner. Yeah. So I think um, lack... or efficient, efficient improvements. Maybe that's a better way to ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think where people are lacking or, the, or where they can improve mostly is um, understanding how they're getting from point A to point B. If, once they're into the actual process, once they're into the actual delivery of their services, um, that's where it gets a little bit dicey because I think a lot of people think they kind of know what their flow is going to be, their workflow. But a lot of people don't document that. And a lot of people don't um, really understand it and they wing it a lot of the time. But if you think about ever handing over your business to somebody, you want to have those processes implemented, um, workflows in place in order to really be successful and grow and evolve. Um, so those la that, that's an efficiency issue that we see across the board. Um, and that kind of ties into delivery of uh, certain things with the employees as well. So that's, that's probably one of the biggest issues. And I, I'm always very confident that the um, efficiency issue, the efficiency services that we bring to the table um, can meet those needs and those demands because they're pretty significant. Makes sense. 
Yeah. What about, what about balance? Where are most businesses lacking in balance? Balance is, I think the huge, most significant thing is um, top-down management. Um, specific supervisors not being able to understand their demo or their client, not the clientele, but their employees um, and their stakeholders. So you get this separation um, and natural imbalance between employer employee, um, and that navigation it gets you know the navigation for with regard to meeting mission and or you know meeting specific corporate goals often gets missed or overlooked because your leadership is thinking or going in a different direction because that's you know that's the way they have established the workplace and it becomes very challenging and imbalanced and naturally um, people end up leaving positions as a result so we like to see and remind and mentor those leaders to see things from the perspective of their employees more often than not and how to really successfully interact and engage with those individuals um, in order to, you know, be in a successful entity. 100%. One of my favorite TV shows is Undercover Boss for that exact reason, just so that the executives and CEOs can get back in the trenches and see what it's like to work on the ground floor and understand mm -hmm. what the employees feel like and what the management is dealing with and all the challenges they face. So it's not just from a corporate desk position, it's from you know, the, the trenches perspective instead. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's very interesting. So last aspect of EBO is organized. Show me, tell me some areas where most businesses need help being more organized. I would say generally just in a day-to-day -day operating, a lot of people, um, again, kind of going back to deliver, service delivery, uh, just keeping that back end element, the administrative operational side of things, um, things being tracked, data being entered as needed, uh, different you know, forms that need to be filled out and compliance and regulation and all of these really boring paperwork things, those are uh, always, well, not always, that's a strong word, um, most of the time we find them in disarray or non-existent. Um, so when you think about being able to assist somebody with their, you know, particular process or whatnot or how they deliver their uh, and, to, you know, how they serve people, you have to take all of those into account. And more often than not, we spend a lot of time just getting them into a compliant state. Um, so disorganization is something that we uh, are very good at improving upon. But, it, you know, unfortunately, the owner or whoever we're working with, the client has to be open to that. And some people are kind of like, disorganization and chaos and I don't, you know, so it's kind of a, it's, it's a double-edged sword, but it's, we are trying to find a balance to encourage people um, that that is the way to do business. <laughs> it reminds me of another TV show called The Profit with Mark uh, Lamonis, mm. Marcus Lamonis, in which he goes in to understand their process. Like where, where are you inefficient? Where is the system breaking down? Is it communication? Is it, if you're a manufacturing company, is equipment not you know, producing efficiently? You know, were things not working accurately and efficiently and causing slower turnaround? And like you talked about the processes, you know, how can the processes improve? And 
like you said, some owners are open to it and some owners are like, no, this is how we do it. Well, what you're doing is wrong and slow and broken and take twice as long as it should. Uh-huh. You know, are you, are you open to making it more efficient? No. Well, then why am I here? <laughs> Let me help you make it more efficient and your profit will go up because you're not wasting so much time doing things the old way or the slow way. Exactly. Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Well, very cool. Uh, now, Emma, when did uh, EBO Consulting start? What year? We uh, were founded in 2018, July 2018, and then we incorporated in August of 2019. Um, and that's also when we brought in our CEO, uh, which is my partner and husband, Mitch Laird. Um, and so he's been a part of this for a number of years now, and we have worked through COVID and worked through all the crazy that kind of came before and after. And um, we've pushed through, fortunately. <laughs> um, we did not have to close down shop, which we were very grateful for, but we were able to, um, you know, get through where we are now and had the privilege to work with tons of different organizations and small businesses along the way. And it's been, um, it's been really amazing. It's everything that I ever thought I wanted to do. <laughs> well, good for you. And it's something you enjoy too, which makes a big difference. And you get to work with your husband. It uh, can't, can't be all bad. <laughs> It's great. And that's where the balance comes in. How do you balance work and life and personal? That's for another, tip. That's for another radio show. <laughs> another time. I, was I worked my wife, worked with my wife in a, a studio uh, years ago, and it was very challenging because our strengths are different, our weaknesses are differences, how we organize is different, and that always caused conflict. And it's just a matter of staying in each other's lane. Like, just respect the fact they got this handled. Don't micromanage each other and just let each other do our thing. But it was challenging. I mean, working with your spouse is a whole other skill set. Oh, yeah. I, I applaud you for being able to handle that and do that successfully. So Thanks. the reason I asked the question is I'm trying to get a, a sense of time frame, 2018, 2019. So over the last three years, we'll call it four years, um, you've obviously made some mistakes as you've tried to scale and grow. A lot of times it's taking on the wrong clients or uh, taking on anybody you could initially. And then you kind of start fine tuning who you want to take on as a client. Walk me through a yeah. couple of mistakes you've made and then most importantly, follow up with what you learned from some of those mistakes. Sure. Um, I would say one of the most significant mistakes is we didn't really have a clear growth strategy in place. Um, and with that took, you know, it takes a lot of careful planning and, you know, you have to have goals and they have to be realistic goals and, you know, outlining your steps and all of that kind of stuff. And it, it didn't seem like we were prioritizing that for a long time. And so our goal um, over the years, really, I mean, it's taken this long to get us to this point was to build out a, an effective and, 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 you know, a, a realistic strategic plan um, a well-defined strategic plan that will help us get out of any kind of, you know, stumbling in the dark, going without clear direction. We really want to maintain clear direction. I mean, we like to maintain, um, be adaptable along the way, but that's probably one of the biggest things that we didn't do early on was establish that strategic journey. Um, so another one I think is, getting into like establishing, I'd say our, our systems and making sure that we have everything where we want it to be so that we can deliver at that level. So when we went into it, we, well, 
when I guess when I founded it initially, I kind of thought I could help people, quote unquote, get organized within their business. But that meant doing what? You know, I didn't know what that deliverable was. So that has evolved effectively over the years because it's taken turns and, and you know, and flexed and done all sorts of different things and to, to now deliver the specific services that we deliver. Um, but I've had to establish backend systems and processes to deliver that service. And sometimes it's the last thing we end up doing is, you know, doing our own backend development. And that's something that I really wish, again, I had established early on so I could say, hey, this is what our systems look like. And we have the system set up. We just, there are certain things that we failed to document early on, failed to, you know, set up initially and, and now looking back going, that was a, <laughs> oops. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's probably another really, really big issue um, that we've, you know, we've learned a lot from, we've grown a lot from that. Um, I'd say another thing is probably <laughs> not being uh, stringent enough with our pricing. Um, so early, early on, I, I had no clue. I did not know how to price myself. I thought that I didn't know how much I was worth. I didn't know how much people would be willing to pay. Um, so I had to kind of get my feelers out and base most of my work around a set fixed rate. Um, not, excuse me, not a fixed rate, but like a set amount for a project versus like an hourly rate. Um, once I was able to establish that, then I could build off of it and built out my hourly rate and went from there. But, um, I undervalued my expertise massively. Like that just, it kind of, I almost burnt out as a, as a result. I mean, it wasn't sustainable in any way, shape or form. Um, so I, I, I learned how to adapt to the market and meet demand based on that and have effectively, like I said, evolved our services to accommodate um, different niches, really, you know, from your nonprofit organizations to your governmental entities to your small businesses in town. Um, it's just being able to know your audience. And so that's really enabled us to um, align with industry standards and make sure our pricing is attainable for people. So those are probably the most significant ones that I can think of. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other uh, challenges that are presented on the daily basis, but as far as mistakes going, um, as, you know, growing and evolving, those are probably the most significant ones. Fair enough. And you mentioned earlier, no clear growth strategy. And mm -hmm. when, you come up with, when you come up with a strategic plan, for those that are listening that are business owners and they need to work on their strategic plan, how far out should they go? Should they have a one-month goal, three-month goal, six-month goal, one-year, three-year, five-year? What do you recommend as those timeframes to think about uh, as part of that strategy? So, you know, that's a great question. It's variable. Um, I would recommend that a newer entity, um, a newer small business uh, would focus on one to three years. Um, that way you can give yourself goals that are attainable over the longer term and some shorter term goals within that first year. Um, and ideally, hopefully taking that first year of goals and breaking those down into smaller deliverables or tasks throughout the year so that you can actually reach your 
objective. Um, so one to, yeah, one to three years, some nonprofits that have been a little bit more established, we see more of like a three to five year strategic plan. So if you're a nonprofit listener and <laughs> you want to consider um, your strategic plan, I would say a three to five. Um, I don't know a lot of people that do shorter term strategic plans per se, but you can absolutely consider doing, you know, something within a year just to break down all those different goals when you're setting things up. It could be something that you do when you're just early, early on starting and, you know, spending that first year getting your pieces of the puzzle together so that you can deliver your service or your product, um, which also kind of constitutes a strategic plan per se. Right. And I think it goes back to the, the basic smart goals and just making sure they're measurable, they're specific, uh, they're mm -hmm. attainable. Um, and so that way you, you don't feel like you're setting goals for yourself that, you know, you can't even reach. Then you just get frustrated and you quit and you, you lose confidence. So it's important that those goals are smart and, um, and like you said, have a time frame. So you have to give yourself a timetable uh, to reach those goals as well. So I think mm -hmm. it's all great. And sometimes the simplest things we forget. You know, sometimes we just get in the job and get in the day to day and we forget about the long term objectives and goals. And it's like going to the airport with, and say, I want to go somewhere. Like, where do you want to go? I want a ticket. Well, ticket where? Well, I don't know. There's planes here, right? Like, you have to have a destination in mind. And I think unless you have that one, three, five year destination in mind, you just have no idea where you're going to go. And there's the destination is unknown because you haven't set that destination in your mind ahead of time. Exactly. And it, and it can still be a living document. It can still change. Your goal can change. Your objective can change. Your destination can change. Um, but I think you still have to have a destination when you, you know, right out of the gate. So you at least can start taking the steps to reach those goals. Absolutely. You know, that's a, that's a really good point. Actually, when we think about these plans, um, they're never set in stone. There's always evolution and flexibility that comes with time and you want to see your strategic plan evolve. Um, but you know, you want to stay in the same lane as far as your goals are concerned, as long as they are aligned. I mean, sometimes goals change completely. Um, but that's, yeah, that's a really, really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. That's what I'm here for, Emily. <laughs> I saw doing, a little, doing my job <laughs> that's right so little things like oh that's a good point write that one down <laughs> so emily kick, kick us off with the, a success story obviously uh in the three years four years been in business i'm sure you've had some great success stories some clients you're just so proud of you know the, the cool thing about success stories is it reinforces our why being a business owner as everyone listening can attest to is hard it's challenging it's harder than any other nine to five job we've ever had in our life uh, and sometimes we wonder why we keep doing it, but we love it. And the success story is what fuels us to keep going. So is there a success story you can think of, whether it be a personal success story, like a milestone that your, your company hit, or maybe a client success story that because of the EBO consulting or because of the plan you put in place, they've now hit re record revenue or record sales or record you know, uh, staffing, or to them, they've reached a goal. To them, they've reached heights they never thought were possible until they started working with you. Is there anyone that comes to mind you can think of that you're just super proud of that reinforces your why? Absolutely. Um, um, this individual, well, the individual's name is Paul Gazinski, and he's the owner and operator of Paul's Tree Service. He is an individual that I met very early on in my business, actually back in 2018, and he was one of my first clients. And he came to me with a notebook and a pen and we sat down at a restaurant and met over a dinner meeting 
And he said, this is how I manage my, my appointments. He writes it down in a book and it was all done that way. And this guy was busy. And I thought, wow, that that's phenomenal, Paul, but do you want to get into kind of the next stage and, and evolve into maybe doing this online? <laughs> Very carefully massaged him because he wanted to retain that mom and pop mindset. He wanted to make sure that he felt local, but doing just the writing down of the appointments, you know, it didn't really affect evolution per se. It just kept him in this lane of serving within what he could deliver with himself in the notebook. So I took that step and saying, hey, let's try this. So we slowly took that notebook and put it into a its estimate system online. And then we took that into making a, a estimate appointment scheduler. And then we took that into being able to have an office person manage his calls and his appointments and doing all the estimates, et cetera, moving into having a second crew, moving into having a crane. So he met me and he was earning, I think their turnaround was somewhere like 175 a year. Um, and he is now turning over 1.2 million in fiscal year 22. Wow. Yeah, he's a uh, not that quite not, ten times growth. That's pretty impressive. That is not all attributable to us in any way, shape, or form. But there are elements of that growth that we have helped um, facilitate, and you know, I'm very proud of that. But really, the the success of all this is the relationships that we've built, because Paul is one of our greatest referral clients. He t he pushes clients to us all the time. So really, it's a it's a two way street because he's been able to grow and and achieve things that we didn't think he would achieve in that period of time, and we've been able to achieve a lot of things as a result of his, you know, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of concept, and it's it's been really really great. Um, he has taken a business that was already beloved and became and has become a even more beloved tree service in town. Um, his presence is greatly just desired and appreciated and everybody wants Paul himself to be on site. So it's really the person, but he's also created a really amazing operation with good equipment and amazing crew. Um, everything's really in place and compliant. And, you know, he bids on all these different contracts. They travel. It's just a, it's a good good business and I've loved seeing it grow, but I've also loved holding their hand along the way because it's been really exciting. And like I said, the, the growth um, on a revenue scale is pretty incredible and I'm more, I'm just proud of them. They've worked so hard, <laughs> so. That's an incredible story. Thank and you. Any of you are listening and you're doing 175 a year, and you want to do 1.2, give Emily a call so she can make it happen. <laughs> so that Emily leads us to those that are like, okay, that's me. How do I get a hold of Emily? Well, we got to help them now understand how they can get a hold of you. So Emily, please share your website, your social media. If you want to give out a phone number, email, whatever you're comfortable giving out so people can hire you. And they too can be doing $1.2 million in the coming years. <laughs> Well, um, you can reach me in a number of ways. You can go online to our website, which is eboconsultinginc.com. 
You can reach us via email, which is team at eboconsultinginc.com. We have a direct office cell, which is 907-830-6201. Our Instagram handle and our Facebook handle is at eboconsulting907. And that is all of it. <laughs> That's everything. I'm writing it all yeah. down. I don't miss anything. So your EBO Consulting 907 is Facebook and Insta? That's correct. All right. And the website was ebioconsultinginc.com. Correct. I think I got it all. I yeah. hope all the ones that are listening, I hope you got it written down too. And you call Emily. No excuses. Stop, being, <laughs> stop hitting that ceiling at 175, 200. Stop being comfortable with 200,000 a year. Hit 1 million. Let Emily help you. Let's Emily, do it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I assume people don't have to live in Anchorage, Alaska for you to help them. You can do this virtually and via email and Zoom and all those other things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I One more statement I just want to say is just remember to never, never underestimate the power of seeking assistance. It's, 100%. Um, seeking expertise and assistance will guide you and it's okay to ask for help. 100%. And don't use the excuse that you live in Florida and she lives in Alaska. She told you now. She can help you. I got you doesn't, covered. Doesn't matter where you live. And those who live outside the United States, she can help you too. Exactly. So no excuses, people. Give Emily a call. She'll help you out. <laughs> David, thank you so much. Emily, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. And you've listened to another episode of the Perky Collar Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in. What is the Perky Collar? It is a collar support system for dress shirts. That's right, over 18,000 of these amazing devices have been sold globally. How does it work? Lift the collar, add the Perky Collar with the long tapered ends on top, lower your collar on top, adjust to make sure it's even around the collar, and that's it. You've now transformed your droopy, saggy dress shirt collar to a brand new looking dress shirt ready to tackle sweaters, jackets, blazers, and the collar still stays nice and tall. How do you find it? The website is perkyllc.com. That's spelled P as in Paul, E as in elephant, R as in Robert, K as in kangaroo, Y as in yo-yo, LLC, LarryLarryCharlie.com. That's perkyllc.com. Get yours today, or if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina visiting or live here, feel free to come by South Park Mall's kiosk located between Francesca's and Toomey. Best entrance is Maggiano's and Cheesecake Factory. See you soon. Look your best. Have a great day. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. We solve clothing-related problems such as a droopy, saggy dress shirt collar, the pocket square that doesn't seem to sit still properly, it unfolds, it falls down, the shirt that keeps coming untucked, collar stays that keep curling on you, and more and more issues with your belt, cracking, splitting, holeless belts are the solution. You can adjust them by a quarter inch instead of having to go up an inch or down an inch. What about that lapel you want to use as an accent color to match a dress or as a color accent to your wardrobe? This and many other fun fashion accessories are available at perkyllc.com. Beyond innovation, we also have fashion accessories. Bow ties, you name it, from feather to blingy 
to wooden. Even wooden ones that move. Even wooden ones that showcase the skyline of cities all across the country. Check out PerkyLLC.com for all these great fashion accessories and innovative solutions. Are you ready to publish your own book? Do you have a story to tell? Does the world need to hear your story? Now is your chance. Go to https colon forward slash go go dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash perky collar radio show. That's right. It's as simple as that. They'll walk you through every step needed to publish your own book. And watch out. Be ready to be an Amazon bestseller, maybe a Wall Street Journal bestseller, or maybe even New York Times bestseller. It all starts with a single step and having the right team around you. Again, go to https colon forward slash go go dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash perky collar radio show. Look forward to seeing your amazing results.